0: hello and thank you for joining me for another in the field episode of a series following the fairways project a collaboration between the big hoof running on joy and the british pilgrimage trust Fairways aims to connect people to the outdoors through long-distance journeys on foot and horse along the old ways of the UK for the benefits of their mental and physical health. This July, our core team of four set out on a 200-mile adventure across St. Columba's Way in Scotland to raise money for the incredible work of the Venture Trust and specifically their new outdoor therapy programme, supporting the mental health of vulnerable 16-25-year-olds to and ex-service personnel. Our aim was to break down what a runner, rider or hiker should look like and to open conversations around the benefits of a reciprocal relationship to nature and mindful slow travel. Over the next few months, Running on Joy will be bringing you some of these stories along with personal reflections and interviews with patrons and collaborators. If you feel inspired... You can find out about future Fairways projects and how to support our fundraising efforts at www.thebighoof.com forward slash Fairways. In this episode, I connect with Gavin, the head fundraiser of the Venture Trust, as well as some of the service users who joined us for a day on our journey. I hope you enjoy listening.
1: So I'm currently sat in Lankarty. We're on day four of the Big Hoof pilgrimage to Iona and um, we set off from Perth this morning um, after staying in some woods nearby by the river so we wild camped last night and had some more people join what we're now calling the gang um, <laughs> the ramshackle bunch of people walking along with us um, which has been really really fun um, and in Perth We took the horses um, to the cathedral and we met up there with the Venture Trust, um, which is the reason that we're doing this. Um, So we've met up with a group of them um who have joined us this morning um also lots of journalists and people taking photographs and lots of people coming up to meet the horses which was super lovely um and I've just run ahead uh along the riverbank and come to uh, a park and just found Gavin uh with the Venture Trust van and he is head of fundraising and we've just been having a really uh thoughtful conversation about actually about podcasts haven't we really (laughs) and how they can kind of mimic voice notes and and be be a therapeutic space for sharing things amidst um of, you know, kind of also like day-to-day banter and stuff. Was it banter you said, like football, football chat football banter? Chat, banter. <laughs> but actually, being able to share, you know, things about our mental health, and I think actually that's what that's what walking and slow movement can do as well, isn't it? Just having that space to space to talk.
2: Yeah, I think um, I think sometimes it, I mean, therapy and counselling can work really well for people. Um, can you know? Can be terrific, can be life-changing. And as um, Venture Trust, what we try to do is use the outdoors alongside therapy and counselling. Mm. I think for me, sometimes I think like, it's, sometimes it's difficult to sit and face someone, like I, to eye, just looking at each other yeah. right now. <laughs> for, for podcast purposes, we're still each- tell
1: me looking stuff. into each other's eyes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but it, sometimes it's nice just to be walking alongside someone and not feel like the pressure of looking in the eyes, you know, mm. that eye contact. And I think, I think it can be the same in a car or a van or whatever where you're driving along and you're not having to face someone, but you can just take that time to open up. And Adventure Trust, we, you know, we, we use the outdoors and people go outside. And it can be, you know, really remote locations, no you know, wilderness, uh, Scottish, great outdoors. And um, But it can also be in a local park. It can be, you know, nearby someone's home. It can be in someone's community. But just a chance to walk and talk or sit down by a, a loch or a river or somewhere beautiful and just sit um by your you know, your therapist, your counsellor and just openly talk about how you're feeling and not feel that pressure of it's a room, it's a place, it's been set up by the counsellor, it's a service that you know, that has been set up by your your GP. it's formal, but maybe just that outdoor healing space and um, which is which mm-hmm. is pretty nice, it's pretty cool. Um, my, my former life, my previous life, I used to work at a residential school, and quite often it was for kids and children who had experienced childhood trauma. Yeah. Um, And for them, some of the kids, I remember some of them, like, the only place they would relax was in the car, and the only place they would talk was, and you know, I talked to Earl about being in a car or a van, and it, it kind of took me back there, a wee memory there. And there was one young boy I used to work with, and he used to get really, really angry and really upset. And, you know, he'd lost his mum when he was eight years old. Um, tragic story about, about that, but I'm not going to that but just now. But the place for him where he felt most relaxed was in a car journey where he could just sit and not talk to someone. I you know, and making that eye contact, but just mm-hmm. open up about how he felt. So I think there's some kind of similarities. To, you know, outside.
1: It's so interesting. Talking. Is this the one that you also remet incidentally through the venture trust, or um, is that another? Story? No, it's
2: another boy. So um, yeah, so. You know what? As I said, I worked at residential school, and I get in this minibus today. My job is not fundraising manager today. My,
1: my <laughs> head mini of fundraising on the driver today.
2: <laughs> I was up to midnight last night trying to clear all my work away so that today I could just drive the bus and not think about anything else. It was really nice. Um, but um, yeah, I got in the bus this morning, and uh, there, was this, there was a group of like six or seven people we brought up from Glasgow. And the young guy said, oh, "I know you straight off." He said, "Oh, did you?" You and my Venture Trust journey about four or five years ago when we went we were away for ten days through the Scottish like Highlands. I said, No, I only started with Venture Trust like seven weeks ago, so no. <laughs> but I'm looking at his face thinking, I just think I recognise you and then I realised who he was. I realised that he was a he was, you know, a former pupil of the, the school that I used to work at, I used to teach at. Um, but we were in a group of like six or seven people and I don't know his relationship so I didn't instantly go oh did you go to X school because um, I didn't know if he would be comfortable people knowing that about yeah. him or not so I just I just sat down and started the bus and then we drove along a bit and then we stopped and as we got out of the bus I said Cammy and he's like yeah I said did you go to um, X school and he went yeah and I said, I was the drama teacher. And he went, oh, you're the panto guy. He said, all the panto <laughs> And he's like, that's right. I said, I think you were in a few. And he went, and he said, only a little bit in the background. And I said, that's right, you were. So we're maybe going back about, ooh, maybe... 13 years or something
3: like
1: that So That's amazing, you yeah, must yeah. have had a big impact I think drama does have a big impact on children as well, that kind it, of being able to inhabit another character as well It, it does people out, doesn't it it?
2: Does. So I used to teach acting and performance to students at, you know, at college for their education and um, and I did that for 14 years but at the same time of that whole period of 14 years one day a week I went to this residential school which is in Paisley just near Glasgow airport and um, and I went one day a week. It was a partnership between the college and the school, and the kids in the residential school. I realised that I was there for fourteen years. I went on a Friday, and I realised over that period of time how important it was to them
0: mm. and how
2: life changing it was for them just to play a different character, to feel good about themselves, to feel they were getting attention. You know, kids who'd maybe had the most her- most horrific childhood trauma, background experiences, things you can't even imagine. Um, and for them, that was just to play a character, to be on stage, to get the applause. It was so, so good for their confidence and self-esteem and just feeling really good about themselves. Um, and over that 14-year period, at the same time when I was teaching acting, I started getting a wee bit bored of that. <laughs> it was strange. It took a long period of time. I think Simon Cowell kind of hit the screens and everyone just wanted to become famous. You know, the change of yeah. people wanting to do drama for an art form and shouldn't just want to be famous and that became a bit dull for me and I became more and more interested and I started learning more about childhood trauma, the effects on the brain, how it affects your mental health, your physical health, how it affects you know your long term life, You know, it affects everything from your childhood um, and so the more curious I got with that, the more interested I was in working at the residential school. So I got chatting to the head teacher and, and she was like, why didn't you come here? Full time, and I was like, ah, okay, I don't know. I, don't, I I really enjoy the Friday because it's kids who choose to come here. I don't know if I want to be teaching drama to kids who hate drama and just want to kill me." Um, <laughs> and she was like, "No, nah, it's okay. Just come. We'll do a made-up, we we'll make-up job." Okay. So she made up a job, and I got absolute free reign to. To she says, "We'll call you arts development officer." It's the first thing that came to her mind. And uh, so four years, I just got to do amazing. Really interesting arts projects across Mm. the board. It wasn't just drama anymore. We did projects with Scottish Ballet. We did project with the Tron Theatre in Glasgow. Projects with jewellery makers, parkour, um, yoga, anything that was slightly related to the arts, so we could make it work.
1: That's so cool. We would
2: have bring people in and do things, and you know, it was like something like crochet became really, really popular (laughs) with these kids at one point. And some of them, there's a secure center on the campus, which is like. sounds crude to say it but like um, it's like a jail really for children yeah. some there are be- there because they've um, committed a crime but some are for because they're a real risk to themselves mm. um, and crochet was massive in there it was just this thing where they could just sit and do and focus on something really small i think and intricate and sort of block out the rest of the things that were going on in their heads but um loads of other popular things and and by doing all that it's funny how these things started i don't even know where this conversation started and how we're going along. So by we, doing
1: got, in a, like, we got in a van, that's we what we did, Gavin, we, we
2: started chat. <laughs> start chatting. I know I don't stop talking to her. I'm terrible for just blather all day. So doing all that I started realising. What I realised was so we'd like a school band, we like a drama company, we like a week film company, with all these things going on in the in the school and the kids were loving it. Absolutely really involved in so many arts things and the culture of the school changed. You know, everyone was wanting to be involved in something. And then what would happen? I remember one day I was there was a young girl who left my like the room that we were working in at four pm, and then I left. and went home, and then I came in the next day, and she was covered in bruises and cuts, and I was like, "What happened to you last night? Like you had such a good day. What happened?" And then we got talking about what had happened. Then we got talking sort of more wider about, or more widely about what happens. And basically, when the school finished at four o'clock, they lived on the campus, so there was like little houses on the campus. But they would just be bored and fed up. So they would go out in a local town, they would get involved in drink, alcohol, putting themselves at real risk and real risk in sexualised situations, as well, all sorts of things. Sometimes they end up in prison, or not in prison, but in jail. The police, the police, the police centre, not in jail as such, but. Um, and then, so I started thinking, right. What, how, can, how can we get more arts activities yeah. at night, at evenings or even the weekend so that 4 o'clock didn't become at the, the end time of the school
1: when, day? Yeah, yeah, when so they they go back
2: advice. to the units, get some dinner and then maybe by 6 o'clock they know there's a film club on, there's a drama class on, there's graffiti artists, there's parkour classes there's jewellery making um, So I started learning how to get money, how to get funding mm. and applied for a, um funds through Creative Scotland to begin with and then Looked into other trusts and foundations, started learning how to write applications, and before I knew it, I'd stepped into this world of fundraising. And then, I don't know, I don't know where I'm going with this, but you know, I'm fundraising now for about seven years, um, worked for a few different organisations, a few different charities. In the last couple of years, I was working for myself, um, but then I heard about Venture Trust, and then there was an opportunity to come work here. And I, I felt like I wanted to be involved in something and something meaningful and something yeah. that related to some of my, my past work as well, you know. And and, that, and that's so true because, as I said, I got in this minibus today, and one of the young lads was a former pupil. So it's big full circle of yeah, how and, your journey. Full circle. yeah.
1: and you're someone who's. It sounds like you've witnessed so much. Transformation through through teaching or through the course that you provided after school and things. And now I know you've only been with Venture Trust for you know for, for a short period of time seven so weeks. for seven <laughs> weeks and counting. Um, but have you? What kind of stories have you seen emerge for people um, who are part of the program that Venture Trust? Yeah,
2: okay, so deliver? one of my I don't know if I know full stories as such yet, but one of my first days um, I was in our kind of base in Stirling. Mm. And the base has got offices in it, but it's also got, like, big rooms with canoes and life jackets and all, so it's a real nice mixture. And I saw there was these, like, five or six young guys who going out on a 10-day wilderness journey. And they go into the wilderness, and they travel for 10 days, so it's a wee bit like your um, big hoof.
0: <laughs> so they'll lo-
2: walk, maybe, for a day. So they'll get dropped off, like, somewhere in the Scottish Highlands. And it's all mapped out where they're going, so they'll walk for a day, you know, carrying their tents. They're little one-man tents. And then they'll camp up somewhere, campfire, make some food, learn how to cook. And then they'll maybe walk for another day, but then they'll get the canoes out. And then they'll maybe like canoe down a lock for two days or yeah. stay in a little island. And so it's a 10-day journey, but it's not just the journey. It's a chance to work with um, our, our field team, we call them, um, support workers, if you like, and the real opportunities to reflect on their own life, reflect on where they're at. Uh, reflect on, think about what they want, what their goals are, what you know, what they'd like to, what they'd like to achieve in their life, I suppose. Um, and it's a chance to be away from technology, away from podcasts, away from away from, away shoving from
1: people shoving microphones in your faces, faces
2: <laughs> yeah, away from everything really, uh a, just a nice open space. So I saw them get out, and I'd only just started. And I was wearing a shirt and trousers, and everyone else at Venture Trust can kind of wear's outdoor walking gear. So I probably stuck out a little bit.
0: <laughs> and
2: um, I just said to them, I went over, I said, look, enjoy your journey, like, you know, have a good time. And then I thought, well, I'm not, I sometimes work from home or sometimes in Stirling, and I thought, I'm going to need to be in, be there for when they come back. So I was, I made sure I was there 10 days later, and they came back, and they were buzzing. They were bouncing, they were so high. And it was a group of guys who didn't know each other when they left, so they were all a bit sheepish and quiet yeah, when they left. Yeah, yeah. And um, when I said I was wearing a shirt and I stood out, I said to them they the ride back, I was like, ah, oh, good to see you. And they're like, Oh, you're the guy who's wearing the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like the one thing they, they, they'd picked out was, oh, that strange, why why is there one person in this place wearing a shirt? But because they didn't know me, I'm just a stranger, and I just said, good luck on your journey. But when they came back, they wanted to just tell, it was like they knew me. It was like, they were, like I was their best friend, you know, sort of like an uncle or something, like, oh, this, we did this, and we did that, and oh, I feel amazing about myself. I've never felt this good. I've never, just never experienced that, that sense of happiness and mm. joy um, coming through And it was really in their faces, and their, and and the, the team that were out with them had taken, I don't know, do not know how many photographs, maybe 180 photographs. Um, And they quickly put together a little show for them. And we went into a room, and I joined them in the room. And it was a screen, a projector, and they just sat and went through the photographs, a bit of music on the background. And they laughed and giggled. Now, these are young men, and they're like, I'd I'd say they're about 18 or 19. And I suppose if you saw them in the street, you'd maybe think, oh, they're a really rough looking crowd, you know? But they were like children. It was like, you know, that going back to. childhood experiences where you just run about and laugh and giggle and don't have any worries and concerns and that's what it was like for them
1: the reality is that you know the the, whether it's external circumstances in life or or in our own heads as well like it it hardens people it takes childhood away from young people and that's incredible actually kind of re-childing those young yeah. Young adults and enabling them to play. I think that's kind of yeah. magical, really. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I witness it with the children at school. You can always tell ones that have got you know stuff going on that's heavy because they they're they're children, but they appear like they've got this kind of adult weight that yeah. they carry and this heaviness and this way of you know of pushing people away and expecting you to not show up for them, yeah. and you just have to keep showing that no matter how much they do that you're still there (laughs) and you're still gonna take it (laughs) (laughs) because i'm sorry but i care about you no matter what you do that and um and it it just sounds like that experience was so so amazing for them to actually bring them back to who they they felt Given permission almost to, yeah. to be the children that just they are. Be a child, yeah. yeah.
2: And they must have found within themselves over that ten-day journey. I don't know when how quickly that happened, but they must have found that trust within the group to just be silly, just mm. be kids. And and that's and that's all devised in a way. You know, the field team that take them out in the wilderness journeys. I said they're really experienced at it, and you know they play games with them out. You know, in the middle of nowhere. So it's all geared. Set up towards finding that space where you can just play, um, play therapy, I suppose, in a way. You know, yeah, yeah. without it being called that as such. But um, you know, I did also watch a, a little film before I went to work for the organisation. I was watching some of the films that they made. Some of the films are really interesting where people talk about their experience when they're out on a journey or doing things. And one guy, he wasn't saying, "Oh, I'm looking forward to the future or goals." Or he was like, "I just want to get back to who I was." You know, oh it's almost like goodness. go back to... Again, just like we're saying, maybe he wants to go back to that place where he felt happy, where he felt good. And maybe he's gone through some things in his life that's pulled him away from that. He just wants to get back to who he was. And maybe that's a good starting point, just to go back to our childhood. You know, go back to that freedom. I suppose that goes back to what I talked about earlier, being a drama teacher and yeah. kids getting to play characters or make-believe and, um, and be free. And not have any pressure on them for a moment, yeah. Forget for a while that there's all these other challenges in their lives.
1: And do you think the group who've um come today? I mean, obviously, we didn't see the anticipation before meeting them. Where, how did they feel about doing yeah. this today? Was there some trepidation as well? I can imagine. Can I, come I'm not with too the sure, group, so or? I don't
2: really know the group that i met um, one of them, uh, oh, apart from. Have <laughs> n't the one that you knew ages yeah, I met one of them just last week. Um, so this is a group of people who at different stages have gone through the wilderness journey, um, mm. whether it be a 10-day journey or a 5-day journey. And they felt, and then had other help and support and um, counselling and therapy and things like that through Venture Trust. And they felt so um, appreciative of the experience that they wanted to be part of. Venture Trust to continue. So they, they are in a group at the moment, it's called the Participant Panel, Participant which I think panel. is a terrible name. And uh, when I met them last week, I was like, Isn't that not a terrible name? They were all like, Yeah, it's a terrible name. I was like, Why don't you change it? And they're like, Yeah, we should change it. Um, so they um, they get together like every six weeks and they hear a bit about what's going on in Venture Trust, they hear about changes and not just hear about them, but they they get to discuss and talk about it and advise. Mm. So I think it should be more of an advisory type group. I don't know what the name should be, they should decide that. But I've got one of my tasks in the next month, well, imminently really, hopefully over the next two or three months we'll get some money is to have some, get some funding that's for the group so they can mm. kind of form themselves a bit more like, now, there's no positions in the group, there's no like hierarchy, but I think it, there is one natural leader, but it might be quite good to have some kind of like leadership over it, you know, for them to feel like they're in control and have their own funds yeah. that they can say, right, okay, so we've got a budget and the budget, will not be huge amounts of money maybe two or three thousand for a year okay, so why don't we go on a day why don't we go a day up to um, Pitlockery or Aberfeldy or somewhere in Scotland and, and use that day with our our team, with our staff, and really use that re- proper development time, really, really influence the organisation, um, and then, you know, we can look at potential fundraising applications together, we can look at f- future planning and really use their, that, that, that the phrase lived experience gets used a lot, I don't know if I really like it or not, but lived experience, you know, that the experience that they have of what it means to, to have gone through some kind of adversity in your life,
3: yeah. but also
2: understand the difference that Venture Trust made to them and how we can improve things, how we can change things. And one of the things that's come through recently is a lot of people have felt like, you know, the after support could be better. Maybe mm. we could do more afterwards. And, and that's something we're now changing the model. The model has been always there, that there is an you know, you go on the wilderness journey and then there's a member of the team who checks in on you afterwards and see if there's any more support that we can offer you. But we need, we need to get stronger on that, I think, mm. because there's a I suppose there's a risk of going on a journey, feeling like those kids again, feeling yeah. amazing, and then you go back to your community, you go back to your challenges, you go yeah. back to you know poverty, whatever else you're experiencing, poor relationships, and it can dip, I suppose, and you're yeah. like, what was the point of that? So we're looking at putting together a model where people have that support as long as they need it. And that might be, okay, We've got employability programs as well. Get got employability programs that are using the outdoors. There's a new op- employment program starting soon that works with the Canal Network in Scotland. So working with the canals outdoors, but also learning some skills, transferable skills, but some skills that are, are dying trade just now as well. Yeah. So there might be employment opportunities. But maybe after your journey, you go and do an employment program with us. After your employment program, you maybe go and do some therapy for a while. But whatever you need in whatever order you need that maybe you need to go on another journey so organize that um and what else do people need um so that they get to the point where they say venture trust thank you it's been amazing but I'm good now mm. you know I, I can exit I keep seeing it as a roundabout like you come into the venture trust roundabout at different you know pathways or roads and you might come in and do outdoor therapy first and then go on a journey or you might just spend time in your community with someone getting to know them and be comfortable and building and trust and then you do an employment pro- employment project but you can go round that roundabout and take part in different things and different orders in a way. and then you can leave that roundabout when you're happy to exit yeah. like I'm going to turn left here I'm alright and, and I know I can go back to the roundabout I can drive back because I know where you are So
1: the journeys I mean we're, we're on a long journey but we know where, where the end is and I own it but like I think with every journey the journey is really just the beginning isn't it it's, it's the start of the work yeah. and then as you say it's the kind of carryover of that and how you then apply that to to life um, and what support sometimes you need to be able to do that that's, yeah. that's a really important bit and I think charity can sometimes feel like something that is done to people and then well done, brilliant. Well okay, done. now off that's you That's your twelve
2: week sessions finished now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you are now you're perfectly fine. You're off perfectly you trot. Fine, you're <laughs> perfect, yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't. It doesn't. Life doesn't work like that, does no. it? And no. that that's really cool that you you're recognising that and and helping with that. Yeah, absolutely.
2: So, so that's it. That's the plan. And so these guys, as I said, these guys are um, have gone through the venture trust experience and they're, they're back and they, when they heard about this event that the Big Hoof mm. was doing, um, we talked to them and said, do you want to come up? And they were like, yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Awesome. So so they've been out. So what time did we meet? I picked them up in Glasgow at half eight this morning and um, it's now 20 to four. So we drove from Glasgow up to Perth, met the Big Hoof team, met the horses and a few of them got a wee he's shot up and on on the horses yeah, which I think was, was lovely one of the guys who's like I'm, I don't know what age is like maybe mid 30s or something not too sure and he had one of those big childhood beaming faces when he was on the <laughs> horse so again it's a lovely experience for them and, and I'm sure they'll be tired when, they, when they're when out so it's 20 to we'll 3 do. they're probably here soon
1: yeah and we should uh, probably we'll probably check in with check them now as to where, down, they we'll are. See where they are but thank you so much for that you're chat, welcome. Gavin. i'm so glad that we actually got this chance to sit in the van and i know it's a lovely good conversation. wee <laughs> <laughs> lovely coincidence <laughs>
2: Yeah, I was like, yes, like just I'm
3: just just so happy you're, all you're all doing bits, and not just. not only are you manning the van, you're like doing a podcast at the same
1: time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but doing a podcast at the same time. So now I'll stood uh, outside of the van, outside of Gavin's van <laughs> in the car park. Um, Gavin's ran away. <laughs> Gavin's done oh, cool, chatting no. to me. He's had the microphone in his face for too long this morning. Um, we've had a really nice chat. Um, but it'd just be really lovely to get some of your reflections on the walk this morning and how you've interacted with the horses and and maybe kind of what what drew you to say yes to coming along with us this morning
3: Um, for me i've really learned a lot about the participants you know Mm. Um, when you're walking and you're not like sitting rigid you start talking about like personal things that you maybe wouldn't talk about otherwise you know and i've been telling some of the guys stuff i wouldn't even maybe even tell my pals and whatever so it's good to get a wee bit of connection you know and and just see where where they're at in their lives and can we support each other and and what else could we do just to make life a bit easier and better. Yeah,
1: do you find that that's just kind of walking alongside someone? It's less
3: pressure than... Can you imagine if you're sitting in an office and you're looking somebody look straight in the face? You (laughs) know what? It can be quite... That (laughs) that can be intimidating, but just walking along, strolling, it's easy breezy, it's no pressure, and then you just... For me, I find myself opening up about... (laughs) lots of stuff and things that are going on in my life so um, and having the horses along the way has been been brilliant to keep us going they're, they're amazing they're such a connector
1: aren't yeah. they i think yeah, really. yeah. did any of you ride when you were younger you got oh did you oh that's really cool it brought back some memories yeah. of that the
3: okay. first time the horse my car was passing it spooked mm. crap myself basically <laughs> <laughs> that, that didn't happen today
1: Oh, that's good How, How did you feel it? when
3: you were up on the horse? Confident like I, well, I started to kind of, you know, start reining it in Kind of control it Then there was a point I galloped Me, kick, kicked its belly Made it go a wee bit faster mm. Think you were a cowboy again Cowboy! <laughs> did you
1: have a go mm. on the horse? Or have you? I, had a,
3: I sat on it, got a photo about it well. <laughs> Had a wee shot same as what Nicholas says, opening up and being male. That's
0: it great. You're not no no
3: enclosed as much. You're getting male air and you're connected male. Horses help that. For some mad reason. That I make you feel. Right. Feeling like one. Yes. <laughs> one with nature. One with In the pissing wreck.
1: Who was it He said that they'd eaten a leaf or something? What was that? Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I, was if I was
1: chewing them no as
2: well. Nova was showing us things you could eat. She's
3: very yeah. de- foraging, to de- <laughs> de- 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 We had some raspberries and some nettles, didn't we? Oh, so it was um, forage food. It wasn't yeah. just, yeah. I'm being one with nature. I'll just no. eat, eat the leaf <laughs> and buy of We're nature.
2: Half a bit of fucking horse shit.
3: <laughs> I like that we all come from different backgrounds. And here we are, stoning in the rain, laughing and smiling and... Standing in happy, the rain outside you
1: know. the
3: spa. <laughs> it's just, I that's just the, the power that comes from nature. Yeah, I mean, it's just any opportunity to get out and about, and show that we do just get out and about, and it is just yeah. about like talking to other people and spending time with each other and doing things you just never end up doing together. Mm. And any time I can take photos of that is a great welcome opportunity. And it was good seeing all the people like, coming up to us and asking us questions, being like, who are you? Yeah. Like, what is going on? Yeah. And then, yeah. then you could actually just explain to people face-to-face, like, well, this is who we are, this so is what we do, here we are.
1: Well, also, that's mm-hmm. just not something, I guess, that... People in the street don't naturally come and say hi to each other or connect oh, and actually to have something to do. You couldn't do that,
3: that in the that. Like, in. What about the horses, could you?
1: No, not uh, really. <laughs>
3: <laughs> like not a common bottles. sight, I is it? <laughs> A- I'll
1: just wander over here and see if I can just get a word with these guys as well before it absolutely heaven's absolutely open <laughs> it's
3: been good the scenery's been amazing we've seen a deer as well uh, did you see the Spraypaint. Oh yeah! yeah, yeah. Of spray paint. Wow, some of them are amazing. We saw loads of
1: that in because um, we went through Dundee, um, which isn't the like mo- it's definitely not the most scenic part <laughs> yeah. of the journey. But there was like this whole wall um, with so much incredible graffiti, like
3: um, birds and foxes and stuff, and you, it, it yeah. actually looked like, a, like a, photograph. Ah, a photograph, rather than spray paint. It was beautiful. So I
1: think we well we think I was sat in the boathouse last night where we where we ended up it was near to where we were camping. I nice. think I saw a big cat camera Now no one else saw
3: it, but I'm pretty positive well, that it was not out. a cow. No, and I've been told that there are these things. There's so there there so so a lot of videos. In that, but they're of distance, so they yeah. can. Can Can you see? It's definitely, but there's a lot of footage of large cats and. There's the beast of Bodmin down down south, the southwest, isn't there? But there also are partly some here. Uh, allegedly people seen I think I'm a
1: sighter up. I'm a sighter yeah, <laughs> And have you enjoyed your morning?
2: Very much so. Yeah, it's been yeah, really, really enjoyed. Yeah, I'm coming back. I'm meeting you guys. Uh, if you're, if you're be down, meet us at Killen.
3: Yeah,
1: that'd be great. Day after tomorrow. Yeah. So you've got the rest
3: day tomorrow. So I'm going to meet you yeah. Yeah. the day after. Yeah, I just put that vibe. So the rest day's day after tomorrow. going will meet you during the rest. Day. <laughs> back for seconds. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah <laughs>
0: I am so grateful to the community that is growing around the podcast and if you've enjoyed today's episode I would so appreciate if you can share it with your communities and help spread the message of support perseverance and joy further if you have any feedback or suggestions for future guests you can find me on instagram at running underscore on underscore joy I'd love to hear from you thanks for listening and I'll see you next time for running on joy